0: Hi, I'm Pastor Brett Cooper,
1: and I am Dr. Linda Miles,
0: and this is the Creative Caregivers Podcast. Well, hello and welcome to Creative Caregivers Podcast. I am Brett Cooper, and I have been a pastor for over 20 years, 25 years as a matter of fact, and uh, still going, and I'm here with my mother, the great Dr. Linda Miles, who has been a therapist for over 800 years. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> but today we're talking about caregiving And we're both caregivers for a man that means so much to me, Dr. Robert Miles, who's been in our life. Uh, for over 33 years, they've, you guys have been married, right? is yes. awesome? I was just yes. thinking about it. that's how old Jesus was. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah.
1: And I think it's significant for this talk to say that when you first met him, he was too cool for school, and you loved his car, and you loved the stereo system. Yes. And you told me one time when I had a fight with him, and he stormed out the door, you said, Mom! Don't do that! Don't you realize that he could pick up a twenty-five-year-old blonde in that car? So well, yeah, he
0: probably could have. <laughs> yeah.
1: So from the beginning, you were in his camp, and you still are.
0: Yeah. Well, he could play some great songs through that sound system, and one that he could play is the song "Respect." R-E-S-P-E-C-T, find out what it means to me. And that's what this podcast is all about. It's all about respect. And uh, if you, and I'm just going to bank on this, that if you're listening to this, that you are a caregiver of some kind for someone. Now, I don't know if you're caring for someone who's elderly and has dementia. I don't know if you're caring for someone who's um, uh, overcoming being an alcoholic. I don't know if you're uh, caring for someone who is in a situation where they've been on drugs. I don't, I don't know what the situation Even is. Even
1: illnesses, cancer. Absolutely. And there are many people who are caring for children yes. that have a lot of issues. And many of the points we're going to make apply across the board to caregiving.
0: Absolutely. Now, what you're going to hear from us is this situation of dementia because Dr. Miles, who we both care for, and and help with, he suffers from dementia. But through all of our years of experience, certainly me as a pastor all these years, I've done a lot of uh, caregiving and uh, helped people to figure out caregiving. And certainly uh, my mother over here, who's got so much experience with um, with marriage and family therapy, you've done a lot of this.
1: Of course. Yes. Of course, we're caregivers by nature and it is a profound blessing That Brett moved home to help me care for Robert. And he's going to talk a bit about what he learned about how Robert needs respect and how he does poorly with aides who don't recognize that he needs that.
0: When the preschool teacher role comes in.
1: Yes, (laughs) they sound like they're talking down to him. Or like he's a preschooler, he becomes very uncooperative, as I'm sure is true with many people, because you want them to keep as much dignity as possible.
0: Absolutely. So I always remember to call him Dr. Miles. And I always, a lot of times he thinks I'm a doctor and he thinks I'm performing surgery and things like that. And so um, under those situations, that's probably the best thing because we want to show him respect. And let me tell you something. There's something, one thing that really stands out here. Respect doesn't have to remember, does it?
1: No, it does not. It does not need to remember. They don't have to remember. I, I want to share that last night. He looked at me and he goes, "I don't deserve respect because I'm. What did he say? I'm ugly Mm -hmm. and I'm stupid." And, you know, I, I said, you're, you're older. You're 86 years old. Mm. Um, I didn't expect you to keep looking like you did when you were 35, which was great, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so respect is interesting. The dictionary definition of respect says that it's elicited by abilities, qualities or achievements. And I think we have to really think about that being our definition of who we give respect because if you want to give respect to someone who can no longer be those things. They're, they're a human being. Uh, they're a loved child of God. Yes. And I think that we have to focus on that and not allow that to be our definition of who we respect.
0: Absolutely. So when they don't remember the past, they don't remember situations. Like, for instance, if we were to go in there now, he probably wouldn't remember that conversation. But he doesn't have to no. to receive respect. No. He doesn't have to remember any of these conversations. Now, you know, I think one of the biggest <laughs> mistakes that can be made in caregiving is when you say to him, "Don't you remember we talked about this?" Well,
1: oh. <laughs> Yes,
0: they don't remember. They
1: don't remember, and then a, it's humiliating to them. Right. And then you get in an unnecessary argument. Uh, I answer to his ex-wife's name. I answer to his old girlfriend's name. Uh, I answer to my mother's name. It doesn't matter. Um, he he he's there. He needs some caregiving, and I cannot be hung up on whether or not he recognizes me because you know what? I recognize him.
0: You know, the, I remember him calling you uh, Elizabeth. He yes. kept saying Elizabeth, Elizabeth, and you looked at him and she's. Or he kept saying Elizabeth, and you looked at him and said, Am I Elizabeth? <laughs> And he said, yes. And you said, well, it finally happened. I've finally become my mother. Yes. <laughs> you know? exactly. So you can have some humor. And if yes. you don't, you'll go nuts. So the best thing you can do is to do that. So two things that are really standing out. No, number one, they don't have to remember. Number two, they don't have to recognize you.
1: What?
0: They do not, not have to recognize you. No. Uh-uh.
1: And because always we recognize him.
0: Yes, that's. We
1: recognize perfect. him and we know he has an illness and we're seeing manifestations of the illness, but, but his emotions are still there. Some core of him is still mm-hmm. there that we recognize, mm-hmm. we know, we're in touch with.
0: Yeah, and, and we love him for where he's at today. And I think that brings us to the next thing, which is they don't have to know reality. As a matter of fact, the best thing you can do is to get into role playing and understanding, giving that I go into the reality that they're in. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I have been a soldier on a ship.
1: <laughs> I have oh.
0: been, you know, oh, you've done some things too, haven't
1: you? Oh, I've escorted wild turkeys out yeah. of the room. <laughs> I've been told to get out, and then I would get in the car and ride around the block. But you go with whatever is going on because it will pass and they won't remember it. So um, I've also been known to uh, go and get a toy gun because we had to have a gun at one point. Mm. Um, But fortunately, he didn't recognize that it was a toy gun. But I didn't do it in a disrespectful way.
0: Oh, right. I mean, we've had people shooting outside and I've come in and told them it's okay we got a whole bunch of soldiers who have shown up and, uh, you know, the uh, the, re- the replacements have arrived and they're outside and they have secured the perimeter and we're just fine tonight. You can rest easy. And he'll go to sleep. So the key here is, is whatever the reality is, you've got to get into that reality. I need to get into that reality. We all need to get into that reality, don't and we? And do it
1: with respect. With
0: respect, yes.
1: Not where you're looking down on them, not where you're judging them, not where you're arguing with them because they believe it and people who are having visual hallucinations actually see it sometimes i'm not sure brett if he's actually seeing those soldiers i'm not sure i'm not sure if he sees them or not but it doesn't matter because he believes Mm -hmm. they're out there so brett and i have run a lot of things off
0: Oh here. I, I'm I'm hundred percent convinced that there have been times he's convinced that there are people in the room and he'll he'll tell oh, me they're all looking at me every right other every day. End. and so I don't tell him there's no one there. Mm-mm. I just say to him, Well, I can ask them to leave. Yes. And I'll tell them to leave and I'll close the door. And of course no one's there, but but he that satisfies him. And so the key here is is you have to get into their reality.
1: And operate with respect.
0: Right. And there's something that I do after every one of those exchanges and that time with him is I'll go and pray with him. Yes. And it's such a beautiful moment because he'll say amen. Yes. You know, at the end of the prayer, and I and, and there's just this calm that comes over him. Yes. There's just this ease. I know that there are probably some people who are listening to this, and uh, you're really a prayer-filled person. And you'll think, hey, what's going on? Why didn't you just lead off with that? I think there's something that maybe they're you not touch on it. Yeah. Yes. Because go.
1: they're not in the part of their brain where they can do that. Right. So they're not able to switch from that fear. They're completely locked in fear. So, what you do is you handle that situation first. Right. And then you do the prayer. Uh, uh. Because once they're calmer, and then they can calm down and receive that. Um, which that is very healing to him. So what we want is to reach out to those of you who need to hear examples of what to do, and we want to share our real-life experience and our experience as a pastor and a psychotherapist so that we can help some of you who are dealing with these issues. So we're going to be doing more podcasts, we would love for you to follow us and we'll be sharing more real life examples because we are in the trenches of what you do for your loved one that you know who they are and you respect that even if they don't know who you are.
0: Yes, absolutely. And, and this is probably the toughest part for us because we're, We're not self-promoting people, but it is very important that if you do want to hear this, that you, oh, I hate even saying this is so tough, hit that subscribe button, share it with someone else, let them know what's going on. If you truly believe this would be helpful, because that's our heart is to, we know what you're going through and we want you to be able to uh, hear when these are coming out. And if you know somebody who would really benefit from this, share it with them for that purpose and that purpose.
1: Especially people that are, too much on their own because a lot of caregivers wind up alone with this person and they need support. They need a support network and they need people who care.
0: Absolutely. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this. And I hope that this has helped you to be able to care for others at a greater level than you would have ever imagined. Thank you so much for joining us on the Creative Caregivers Podcast. Again, I'm Brett Cooper with Dr. Linda Miles, and we look so forward to being able to share time with you again in the future. God bless.